clearly a hidden passage that's been boarded up. That's where a door was, and you've boarded mm. it up for some reason. And I was walking around going, you could you could film a horror film in here very easily. What what sort of derelict building was like abandoned building like a yeah so it was it was uh, where is it it's the old it's called the old vicarage in Henley and so I was like oh it's a because it was oh on the paperwork it was described as a five bedroom three floor house oh completely wow completely wrong it's a ten bedroom mansion with a swimming yeah. pool a basement like a built in safe room yeah like a and... panic room. Yeah, they had a <laughs> they had a ballroom, a stables, yeah, a third floor that was hidden away until you actually found the door. Yeah, and I was walking around going, "No, some this thing was built years ago. This has been built upon." And they're like, "Okay, right, cool. That passageway, let's build a wall around that so you can't get in there anymore." And me and uh, me and one of my the guys I work with, whilst the groundskeeper was distracted by some of our other colleagues, we were like, "Right, let's go have a look." So we snuck up the stairs had to avoid all the pothole, like the gaps in the floor. And we eventually found the third floor and there was one room right at the top. You could see the outline of the door and they yeah. put these big pieces of wood across it and nailed it shut. And I was like, all right, there's a hidden passage there. And as we looked around, I was like, there's also, this room was just covered in dead flies. Ooh. So it's like, all right, there is it something. Could be an animal. Is, it could be an animal. It's like something has clearly died in here. And we realized, we worked out that no one has lived, that the last people to live in that house left just before the lockdown. Oh, quite yeah. very recent then. Very recent, but this this place was derelict. Yeah. And we were like, okay. And it's, it's been bought by a guy, the guy I bought is stupidly rich. And we were like, oh, what's he going to do with it? He went, oh, he's tearing it down. We were like, mm. no, no, you can't tear it down. It's like, you could you could build this place to be such a weird, like, haunted mansion place. I might yeah, just, I've, I've got I've got his name. I might just send him an email saying, "Please don't tear it down." Oh, I'm sure he'll listen to you and not make any money out of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's mm. uh, there. There aren't many derelict, abandoned places. Oh. Like you, you see, um, maybe YouTube videos of urban explorers. Uh, we found this abandoned mental asylum, mm. but like that, it's like one in a million. They're not just out there. Yeah. Like Eng no. you know, England is such a small country now because you know wherever you go. You could go to the New Forest, or you'll still hear a road. There's still, there's nowhere really yeah. isolated, uh, unless you get with, really out in the sticks. If you went up to Scotland, maybe in the mountains, yeah. but there's none mm. of these old buildings, these mysterious buildings that are from fifty to hundred years ago. Really, there's not many left that are, no. let, or, or or say that ones that are left that aren't boarded up and fenced off with security. Most of them have yeah. security, you know, cameras and alarms and. Most it's of them, a shame because I mean, that would be really fun to go and explore. Yeah, I, I like. I used to watch a lot of urban explorer videos. They were quite cool. I must admit, I was sat there and goes, "Oh, I'd love to do that." But then, having walked around one in the daytime, and every poo I put my foot, I was like, "Am I going to fall through the floor here?" It's like, "No, okay." It's like, oh, uh. and I was like, "You yeah. wouldn't be able to do this in the dark because if you fell through the floor, yeah. I mean, you are, you're, you know, you're fucked." That's the trouble with it as well, because also having to explain. Say you went to the hospital. Yeah, you had to get a, an ambulance from this place because you couldn't get to a hospital. Then you'd have yeah. to explain what were you doing there, how did you do it? Mm. Like, it's not worth the risk. Some of the ones that you see on the the like the Urban Explorer videos. I mean, some mm. of them are quite cool. You think, oh, you know, we went to an abandoned church. You're like, all right, well, that's yeah. Know, usually they're two stories. They're not big. Pretty cool. But it's when you see them, people are like, oh, we've went, we've gone to an abandoned. 
hospital that's not been used in 20 years. They've left all the stuff, like all the biological waste is in it. And you're like, no, it's like, that is just a health hazard right there. Imagine yeah. if you walked into like a biological testing area, like, oh, there's loads of broken bottles. I'm like, you would, any sensible person would sit there and think, I should probably leave this room because I've probably just sucked in like 10,000 diseases. You instantly just reminded me of a, uh, it's a complete tangent, um, yeah. an English horror film, very indie horror film called The Borderlands it's from 2013. It's a POV film. And these guys are uh, trying to capture some paranormal activity in this church. But in this okay. church, they find a secret door that goes down into the basement. Oh. So you just kind of reminded me, like, it could be like an abandoned church with all these secret, uh, oh, century, what? century old rooms that you never know. I bet there's loads of churches or buildings like that, old historical buildings like that with secret rooms. Oh, yeah, passages. easily. The Borderlands episode will be coming soon. Now I've now I've got this on I think list. you'll like it. I think you'll like it. It's, it's well, good. We'll do that. We'll do that as our our next independent or indie film. Yeah. After, because yeah. we haven't done one since Pin. We need to do a new one like Pin. Um. So, your camera's working. You yes. no, no no your camera not working. You have your camera. I have my camera. Yes. So the internet's working. Oh my god! I almost had to send you a text. I was going to say he's going <laughs> to hate me because I I sat there. I was looking around for my my stuff and I was like. I, well, I've got the I have the mic oh I've got the microphone on a little stand I don't want to move it just in case it goes a bit weird. Yeah. So I've got a little TV, little uh, table microphone stand. I was like well I've got the microphone so I had to have brought back my stuff. And I was like well I've got the webcam all right and then obviously the Ethernet cable there's nothing I can do that until I get an adapter. Yeah. I was like okay I've got headphones that won't make a weird noise so that's fine. And then I was like where's my green screen gone I'm like oh my god I left the green screen I was like no it's in my car that's fine. So I went and got the, the green screen. I was like, yeah, cool. And I was looking around. I was like, I don't have a microphone cable. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I've left it at home. It's it's in my PC. And I was like, oh, crap. And then I remember that we have an electrics cupboard. And I went in the electrics cupboard. And I'm like, oh, no. I was like, oh. it's like, I have the cable. I was like, yes. And it's a better cable than the last one, which is why I think the microphone was being a bit funny. Well, that mic you've got there, the Blue Snowball, is a, yes. I believe it's a USB-B. It is. Uh, which pr printers always use as well. It's kind of like yeah. a chunky, chunky output. Yes, it's the fat one. But yeah. the, the last cable, every time I plugged it in, it would always be a little bit loose. So I reckon it wasn't quite... I mean, that was the cable that came with the mic. So I reckon it's probably the last person who bought it was, you know, jacked it or something. Well, yeah, your camera's there. You sound better. Mm. The internet's still holding together. So we can finally... I've been setting up for this. We can finally get around to talking about silence did it not play oh nope. damn it <laughs> i had this set up for so long let's see if i can play it louder we'll put some tumbleweed no noise in that bit we're gonna finally get around to talking about you literally as soon as you play you played it you went talking about it and oh no we'll, it we'll edit the, put the sound table hold up the phone and just put the sound clip in so there you go we're finally going to talk to the about... To the video, folks, it's meant to be Ozzy Osbourne, Hellraiser. Oh. Hellraiser! That, that was what it was meant to... Well, the bit failed. Um, it's I all tried. Right. Don't I tried. Pla I, I, I spent a good five minutes on that. Bit. Look, it wouldn't be a Dreadcast episode without a technical fault. So it's all good. We're yes, carrying right. on the tradition. So it's cheers, fine. everyone. <laughs> You're yes, right. Cheers. 
Welcome back to the Dreadcast, one and all. This is episode 27. We are... Oh, we're almost day. We are almost... That will probably be around the time of our um, one-year anniversary, which was in, be in January, right? So we've got... And yes, we've got one... Or a maybe couple more episodes the end of the year. planned. Yeah. It might just be the end of the year, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's it. We, we haven't even talked about in a year what a year episode would be. Mm. I have a few I ideas. Know. I actually okay. have a few ideas. And I've, I have not. I've I've had an idea which I've started noting down, which I'm going to try and implement to future episodes. Of a little okay. fun thing we can do, I I'm going to make up like not a, a roulette wheel, but like I don't know what you call it a a gif or a, a gif or a video okay. that will just run through like a hundred images, and when you hmm. click on one, you 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 you, know, you click click stop, and it will land on the picture. Okay. So I've got three categories that I want, I think we're going to do. And what I think will be quite fun to do is try and come up with a horror film scenario. And I've got oh. a category of, I've got a category of killers. I've got a category of locations and a category mm. of weapons. So say oh, for cool. instance, you run the killers and you click and it mm. lands on uh, uh pinhead, for instance, as soon as we're talking about Hellraiser, mm. then we go to locations. I've got loads of different random locations. We click on it, oh. rand randomizer. There we go. And it lands um, on... Abandoned um, Vicarage. I'll add that. I haven't got that. Uh, it's, but here, say it lands on Holiday Resort. And then you've got the weapons. Say it lands on a two-by-four bit of wood. So, so interesting. there's a horror film there to work out. We have Pinhead at a Holiday Resort, terrorizing Holiday Resort, with a two-by-four bit of wood. <laughs> Oh my god, you could have so many fun ideas with this. I mean, my yeah. first one that just popped in my head was uh, Pinhead goes on holiday. He goes to, I don't know, uh, Kos, one of the Greek islands. Yeah. He's lying down, trying to yeah. get a tan. Someone walks by, spills sticky stuff all over his pins. He gets pissed and goes, right, time to do some killing. Looks around and goes, oh look, bit of two by four. Off he goes. So in that theory, Pinhead really is the... He's not the is the protagonist because someone has angered him. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can flip it. I mean, what would a yeah. you know? I mean, serial killers slashes might have to go on a holiday and then. Although to be fair, if I was Pinhead, I wouldn't go somewhere that hot because imagine all that metal he's got would just like gonna, oh, yeah. start to sear his noggin. He's very pasty as well. Very pale, he very is. pasty. He's he's more pasty than we are. Yeah, <laughs> we live true. in the uh, UK. Yeah. We are pasty. I look very mm. big egg face right now after the haircut. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try and do this randomizer, this, this horror what if for the next few episodes. And we'll cool. see what we can do. We'll do it at the beginning of the episodes. I have two things just before we get into Hellraiser. And yes, folks, yes. we're going to be talking about 2022's 2022. Hulu yes. Hellraiser. Hulu Hellraiser. Um, it came out beginning of October, so uh, we're a little bit late to the party. Yes. It, yeah, it was beginning. But we've had other stuff to do during that time. Um, I two things to tell, talk to you about, which we need to look into in the future. Uh, I watched Barbarian. Yes, you did. Barbarian mm. is possibly my. It's up there as my top horror films of the year. Oh, it's okay. Super fun, super super fun. It's just great. Nice. And I and I'm going to say too much because we'll probably do an episode on it. Mm. And I also watched Speak No Evil. Speak No Evil. Speak No Evil. If you, it has the same sort of feeling afterwards. As if if you watch The Strangers, or oh. Eden La or Eden Lake, where you just feel deflated and upset, and it's bleak. Nice. And you the next morning at work, I felt so down. <laughs> I felt so upset. 
I'm going to have to watch this then. This sounds it's fantastic. I mean, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm seeing Megan in mm. January because that yep. looks interesting. Yeah. Um, I need to watch Chucky season two because mm. that looks interesting. They are. They have announced that there is a Crystal Lake, which is yep. coming out. Uh, prequel Friday the Thirteenth. Thoughts yeah. on that? I'm going to watch it. I mean, if it's not good. I, you know, I'll just disregard it. Mm. So I've got to watch that. But I have seen Barbarian advertised, so I do have to watch that. Um, Barbarian's fantastic. Yeah, I'm gonna give that a shot. Yeah, I'll yeah. have a, I'll have a look at it. Okay. Yeah. So just two little films that I would highly recommend to everyone, hmm. but definitely recommend them because this year has been uh, insane for horror. It's been fantastic, and yeah. at some point we say... will also need to do our end of the year roundup because we only did a half year. Remember, back in the summer. Oh, we did. Yes. So we did up to. June? June, I think it was yeah, June. I yeah, I remember it was, it was June because we were it was baking hot. We were like, let's yeah. just get this over and done with. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yes, Hulu, uh, Hulu Hellraiser, twenty twenty two. In my first opinion, of the film wasn't great, wasn't shit. It was okay. I, it yeah, good. it's. I thought it was. I, I mean, I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I liked that they, they didn't try to make. Uh, 1987 Hellraiser. They didn't, and I no. really liked that about it. They went, okay, we're going to do Hellraiser, and I, I don't know if it. I think it's a hard reboot they've done because they completely changed it, which is yes, you know, which is fair enough. They're allowed to do that, but I, I must, I, I really like the fact that they, they said, right, we're going to do our own version, but we're not going to copy the original, and they didn't. Yeah, which is really nice. They completely changed it, and I, I will admit, it's not as good as the original. The original one, I mean, is oh, no, fast because yeah. the original one was cracking. But at the same time, I was like, well, it's not too bad. There were a few bits I must admit I was like I was sitting there watching, thinking, yeah, just just get on with it, come on. Mm. But I mean, that's just the way it goes. It's yeah, as a reboot, it it doesn't it doesn't like walk all over the original. It it kind no. of acts as its own standalone. But still acts as a reboot yeah. compared to uh, Hellraiser Revelations that came out in 2011. Yeah. I've not seen all of it because it was so bad and it's not Doug Bradley playing Pinhead. It's a completely wow, different crazy. actor. That was a failed, in theory, reboot. Um, mm. I didn't realize because I think we've talked about this. We, I think I asked you this when we did the trailer review, like what your background with the fr franchise was. And I think we're, we're kind of the same. We've both not seen like every single Hellraiser film. No. I've I didn't seen... realize there's a. This is the eleventh in the franchise. Yeah, I didn't realize there was ten before this. It's one of the longest running horror franchises. I think yeah. the longest is Halloween. That's got fifteen films. I think it's fifteen. It's around about that. You talk, I'll count. So yeah, I believe it goes uh, Halloween. Oh wait, you're doing no. the Halloween ones. Oh, I can no, do I'm, that. I'm That's just, easy. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to work out. I think in terms of oh. longest run of franchises, I think mm. it's Halloween first, then it's Texas Chainsaw, then I think it's Hellraiser, and then after I think, that, I think it's either Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. They're round about the same. Puppet Master is in there. Puppet Master has, I believe, oh my gosh, we need to Puppet Master. nine, I believe oh. nine or ten films, I think. Oh. Puppet Master is great. Yeah, well, it's uh, not a fear of dolls, but it's it's just weird. And then they did that crossover with um, Toys of Evil. Yep. And there's a couple of spin-offs. Yeah, there were a couple of spin-offs. Uh, Demonic Toys. Yes, Demonic Toys. Yeah, Demonic I mean, Toys. Yeah, Puppet Masters are a long-running franchise. We could do Dead Silence, but I really have to 
push myself to watch because <laughs> yeah, I, I hate that film. It's it's so creepy. I hate it. We could do uh, not... episodes on our fears in horror. Y- yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think many people would know, really, that this is the 11th in the franchise. Uh, I think I most know people that, but... know maybe of 1, 2, and 3, or 1 and 2, and then, oh, there was a third, and then there's this one. But... Yeah. I, I distinctly remember watching the first and the second. I've seen Harry's Ever 2. I, yes. I've seen a few... But I think again the problem is is that sequelitis just went walloped it, and yeah. I went nah I've had enough. So, yeah. um, I think the ones where I knew it wasn't Doug Bradley, I was just thinking nah, there's no point. Because no, I think the issue with slashes is if it's a, if it's like a uh, what do you call it a slasher with with a fa- yeah with a face, so to say. Yeah, you kind of want that person to do it. So obviously, you know, Doug Bradley. Pinhead, and then of course you've got oh my god his name's escaped me the guy that plays Freddy. Uh, well, Robert England is Freddy Krueger, but I think yeah. that's more of a case. Same with Doug Bradley, it's you get more of the face. Yeah, uh, someone behind that's the I mean. mask, it can be kind of disguised a bit. Yeah, well that's why with like uh, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, you know, so long as you've got a dude who's you know, six foot nine or you know the gigantic, you know a gigantic lad to play it you're like well i know it's jason because it's it's the mask that they wear but again i think if it's if it's a guy that his face is the killer you, yeah you know you want that person anytime you change that fans are like no 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 and like this well, one this one they changed it completely and you know i it was good the new yeah, the new pinhead was really good yeah um and it was i think it worked because it's not the first time that pinhead's been a lady in the comics, it was obviously Kirsty from the first Hellraiser. She becomes the new Pinhead. So I reckon when they did this, fans were like, "Okay, this has been done before." So we're not, we're not going to think, "Ooh, uh, no, don't do that." Yeah, it's 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 not fully based on the the the, the one you actually described, the story you actually described. But I think it's loosely they 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 yeah, they, they, not... they took the idea and sort of went with it for their own their own interpretation. Because it's not Kirsty. Yeah. No, it's not Kirsty. It'd be cool if they brought Kirsty back for it, but then obviously the the thing with that is it's I reckon that that would connect the two films too much. And I reckon they they really yeah. were trying to go, right, no, we're you know, that's that's the original. Cool. Yeah. But you know, this is us. Nothing nothing connects apart from, you know, the uh the lament configuration. That's probably the yeah. only thing that connects It's almost like Rob Zombie's take on Halloween. Different universe. Yeah. Different universe, but same uh, ideology, same story in theory, you know. Who knows? I mean, this film's set in the States, whereas the original one, it's set in the UK. I think it's set in the UK. It's set in Sheffield or somewhere. I don't know. Somewhere in the UK. And this one could affect. Yeah, this one's set in the States. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, this one is set in the States. The original is is the UK. And the house itself, I didn't realize, is in Dulles Hill. Um. Oh, near Wilson Green. Yeah, a uh, friend. Very side note here, quickly. Oh. A friend of mine was working um, on in a studio near there, and she mentioned to me, "Yeah, the Hellraiser house is just around the corner in Dollars Hill." So that will be a horror visit soon. I think I'd love to go yeah. see that. I mean, I'm one of the guy. One of the HCV drivers that just left where I work. He's now he now pulls movie trailers, so he pulls all the trailers for the film sets. And oh, I was like, nice. right, if uh, if you get any horror films. Give me a call. <laughs> I, I will pull a sickie. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. it was that close. Oh. There it is. Uh, cotton Cotton House. It it look it doesn't look like a uh, let's say a horror house now, but um. Oh, we're gonna yeah. have to go visit that. I feel like oh, I've yes. driven past. Look at it. I'm gonna send you this in Discord. This is. Boston yeah. Green. This. Oh, yeah, uh, there you go. So it obviously didn't look like this in the oh. uh, in the film, but yeah, it's, no it's, way. It's pretty cool little um. That's amazing. Thing to go. Oh, see, we're gonna yeah. have to go there. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, this this oh, I think we both had the same sort of opinions of this film. Um, yeah, it's it was okay. It's alright. It's okay. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Would recommend um, it. I would. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you've never seen, I think like you said, if you've never seen the original Hellraiser. You know, this won't this won't tarnish that if you then watch it. But if you have seen the original Hellraiser, it's not the original. So you know, just go mm. into thinking this is just the new, a different film. Yes, you can easily start here. And that's I think that's sometimes that's the problem with reboots. They go, yeah. we're going to be so much better than the original, the original. And then when they make it, you just sit there going, no, because you've, you've we know you're trying to outdo the original. Whereas I think with yeah. this one, they just went, we're just making a new, we're just making our own. We're not doing anything like it. Yeah, yeah, good. completely. It's a lot um, bigger than the original. I will say that you can tell oh, there was a sure. much, much bigger budget for mm. this film. Four. Yeah, the, the first one, it does feel a bit indie at times. The original, it does, yeah. It's especially the grainy. Well, yes, uh, nineteen eighty-seven. So, yeah, it has it has a grainy type look. So you, I mean, they probably like filmed it on film. quite a yes, like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, film they make it, they're like it's never going to do well. Just just release it on TV, go away. But the, I mean, the effects uh, are still top notch. But it, yeah, just the way it looks, it, it doesn't look made for cinema. No, I, yeah, definitely not. It's not a cinema film. But then it, again, it's you know sometimes the the film the horror the films that they don't think are going to do well end up being the cult smash hits. So Hellraiser probably when people saw it at the time went I don't get it, but now people are like oh yeah that film is top notch. Do you um when you f- first watched Hellraiser, I did I, you have the same problem as me? Is that I didn't fully understand the story the first couple of times I watched it about I what how the box linked to Pinhead, why people got chained. I, I never it took me a, a few times to really understand what the story was, like how it's about like sacrifice. So the person, uh, the, the box holder, shall we say, has to sacrifice mm-hmm. people to then get their pleasure, their sort after desire. Yeah, it's yeah. I I must admit, the first time I watched it, I because that was kind of my first step into, I guess, body horror. Cause it's very yeah. body, body horror. Yeah. This, these this franchise. Oh yeah. And I was I was sitting a lot of time going, oh my! It's a bit like when I watched Event Horizon for the first time because there's mm. some incredible body horror in that. And I was sitting there going, Ooh. it's like because when the chains go in the hooks, I was just sitting there going, oh. I was no. the same. Yeah. It just it really put my teeth on edge, but. So I think, yeah, it took me a few watches to finally go, oh, okay, I, I see now. I must admit, it was that was the first time, especially when they re like, Frank Skeleton oh, comes up. Yeah. And I just sat there watching going, this is incredible. How are yeah. they doing this? It was mind-blowing, which I think, I must admit, this film, the, the uh, Hulu 2022 version, there were bits in it, I was like, ah, oh, CGI, though. It's like, mm. <laughs> it didn't look as good as the original. But... You know. But did you did you grasp the concept of how the the, the 
reason for the box and the reason why no. Pinhead and the sender box. Really. See that that took, that's what took me a while, and I feel like this film did a really good job of explaining um, what why. Say, for instance, the beginning of the film, as we get into mm. it, uh, we got the eccentric millionaire Roland, who Roland yes, has this random party. I never understood why this party was happening, and he's rich, he yeah, parties. He's eccentric, and then he mm. he's like he's throwing this party and lures this one guy who is not important for the rest of the film no. to the box and says, "Why well, don't you solve it?" And as he's solving it, it cuts him, which makes blood mm. trickle into the box, and then. Um, the box starts to change into a new configuration. So I feel like from that point onwards, like right at the beginning, the film is already describing to you how the box works in a way and how, yeah, what he's after, you know, he's, he's after whatever pleasure he's seeking. Yeah. It's because you don't get that in the first one. It's all about, um, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name. Frank uh... and, uh, I say Ali. I think it's Ali. No, it's not the Ali. The evil, evil woman. She's horrible. Let's she have a look. Horrible. On She's cast. very, very Julia. 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 She's then constantly luring men back because she needs the blood to go into the box to get to build uh, Frank back up. Yeah. But exactly. I feel like that wasn't explained as well as it is in this film. Yeah, I think the first Hellraiser was much more focused more on Kirsty and. The relationship with her father mm. and then as she's go she goes into the house she starts to uncover you know the dark yeah dark background of her, her family and then of course she finds the box and you know, opens it that's when you know all hell breaks loose uh-huh. quite literally in oh i need my notes i wear my notes but yeah roland boy i uh, he's it, it gives away his character already because yeah. with, especially when you go in that big room and they, they walk around all the, the little exhibits. I just remember looking at it going, this dude has some messed up interests. I mean, these are some hardcore, like, torture devices mm. in here. They are... So you know, you kind of know that he's he's got a, like, the, I think, the BDSM... Maybe BDSM? Or sadomasochism traits to him. Because, I mean, you wouldn't have these things unless you were very interested in that kind of mm. uh, culture. Yeah, culture, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. I did like the fact that uh, they they've changed the, the lament box. Where in the original film it was just it was the square. That's that's all you had was a little square. And you sold the puzzle and it went opens. Whereas this one, like you said, they they solve a bit and that big ass blade just right through your hand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was, to me, uh, as a I'm a prop as a prop maker. I know I mentioned before. That's my favorite part of Hellraiser. I love that box. The oh, design yeah. of it, how the me- the mechanics of it work, and especially like you said with this one, there's so many more ways it can oh. be configured. I think there's six. I think there's six ways. Six ways. I think there's six ways. Uh, yeah, I didn't actually write them down, but um, it's like it's like the set. It's either six or seven. It's like the seven, six or seven stages of grief. I think and it's the best way to describe it. So well, they like begin lust. with L. They do. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Yeah, lust. Here we go. Uh, Here we go. Whatever they are. There we go. I got it. So we got Lament is Life. That's it. Uh, Lament configuration is Hellraiser Puzzle Box, original cubic state. So Lament is Life is the cube state. Law, knowledge, mm-hmm. law configuration knowledge, is the second. Yeah. Uh, does it say what shape that takes? It takes the shape of an eight-sided diamond. 
Ah. Superimposed into onto a cube, creating a chaotic angular shape. So it's like the cube with the diamond coming out of it. Lord oh. Lord Durant is love. Um love configuration. The box takes form of two pyramids merging, symbolizing the yeah, pair of lovers. Oh. Yeah. Uh liminal sensation. Yeah. Uh, uh, takes the form of two intersecting trapezoid-like shapes. Something like uh, that, kind of. Ah, Roland Voigt used this configuration the first time searching for the sensation beyond that which could be found on Earth. Yes, that's right, because he yeah. he state he reveals that he's tried and done everything to yeah. the point where I guess you could say effectively he's he's numb because nothing nothing gets that spark going in him. Yeah, he's so that's why he blocks. He's uh, he's basically after uh, I wrote this down. He's like after the the biggest pleasure and sensation yeah. in life. Yeah, ultimate sensation. Get. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm. Um, what else have we got? Lazarus is resurrection. Oh, yeah. That's a key point with this film. Yes. That one. That takes form of it's that weird like hexagonal thing, like the dagger thing, resembling a sloping rectangular prism. That's the one. And Leviathan. And now Leviathan oh, yeah. is actually the ruler of hell. Mm. Leviathan is that. that I guess it is like a, it's like a two pyramids on top of each other, but it's elongated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eight sided diamond with sharp points. Yeah, there we go. So that's what it is. But I also, yeah, I love that we got more lore on the box. We, we saw it, it in the trailer. We got the, the book mm. that Riley finds. We find all the yeah. info. Normally, this would be sprinkled out through. Your fr your franchise for your films, but yeah, no, they just I mean, they like, give it to you straight away. Let's just get it in there because people like me are, are idiots and don't understand the, the story right away. So give me it all. I I did like the when Mark, I think the guy's name is Mark. It's the, the yeah the, the poor lad that you know he's not important to the story. The, it's, sorry, it's when you're he, talking about the guy at the beginning in the party. Yeah, whatever his name uh, is. Joey. I think it's Mark. His name's Joey. Joey, okay. It's not Mark. Yeah. I don't know who Mark is. And <laughs> I must admit, I, my, the great note is when he finally opens it and he's he's kind of in the background. Yeah. And you can hear you hear that right that like that jangling. And I was sitting there going, Oh, that's the chains. Here they come. And you just see Joey he just stands there as these things just hit him. And yeah. you just so see him slowly get pulled away. As Ronan's like, oh, hi there. I uh, got a little request of you. Yes, and I've got the box. So I was like, yes, they've they've brought the chains back. Yes. That is That was That's a really good. good shot, the fact it was happening in the background. Yeah. You were more again, focused on the crazy millionaire in the front while he doesn't give a yeah. shit that no. someone is being massacred in the background by demons. He just, he's... he has one focus and it's his sensational pleasure that yeah he's this, after. this man is just he does not care in this like but then i suppose if you were him you were completely numb to everything you knew you had to sacrifice people you you probably wouldn't care but then if you if you knew that there was something else yeah. beyond this world you think well he's probably going somewhere else as well now he's been you know chained up and hooked i'm about to go somewhere else so you know screw it there you yeah. go. I put for some reason I put feels like a saw type premise is about to occur. But I don't know what that is. So never mind. Just move on for that. I did the one thing I did note. My my next like note was I think it was around about this time that I paused the film, and I was like, oh, I want to know how long this film actually is. And it's a it's a very long film. It's about it is, yeah. It's, it's over about it's about two hours and a bit. 
in terms of runtime. And I must admit, my first thought was like, okay, the first Hellraiser was only about an hour and hour and a half. It's it's mm. quite short. And mm. so for a film that was over two hours long, I did think, ooh, is this gonna get a little bit boring? I mean, no, it didn't. But there were moments where I was sitting there, just going, this is not really important. Can we just crack I agree. on a bit here? I agree. Uh, I agree, but um, mostly, I felt the yeah. the plot like a lot of these modern, a lot of modern horror films. I think suffers from this more than older eighties horror films, where there's a plot that really you don't care about. You, you don't you don't care about at all, and it has nothing to do with the film really. But I I felt the plot of Riley, uh, our main heroine, mm. <laughs> we can call that, who has probably been on heroin because she's a recovering addict. Yeah, she is. Um, yeah. Is basically being played by her boyfriend, Trevor, who I could tell from the beginning he was going to be, he was going to betray her. I could just tell there was something about him that he was a scumbag and I didn't think he was. I, on the, I didn't the get level. that. But when it does happen, I went, yeah. you deserve everything that's coming to you. <laughs> yeah. I, but the, the, Sorry, go on. No, I was, well, no, keep going on your note. Cause this is a different note entirely. I was just quickly running. It's like, Back, back talking about the plot base about how like Riley recovering an addict um, mm. living with her brother Matt. Uh, I've got name, Matt his boyfriend Colin and their, their roommate Nora yeah. roommate who she was the one I cared about the least she felt very shoehorned in yeah, Nora Nora yeah it doesn't do much Colin being um, the boyfriend of Matt is fine because Matt eventually mm. disappears because of uh, Riley yes. messing around with the configuration box spoiler she gets yes, the box yes, so that kind of works but yeah, there's there's the recovering addict story. Nora, there's a, just a few bits I didn't feel. I think you yeah. could have just gone with the her and her brother having a conflict, brother disappearing, and then her trying to figure yeah, out that's, what the fuck's going on with the box. And that's uh, kind of what back. I that's kind of what I meant is there's there's elements in this film where obviously they're they're trying to build up the characters, and again, I mean the characters in this film they're not. They're not detestable. I mean, no, some of them not. you they're do feel they probably didn't need. I mean, we obviously you know you got uh, Matt Riley, uh, the boyfriend Colin, uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor, uh, Nora, and yeah. You, yeah, again you might think, well, you could have just had, you know, you didn't need need Nora. You could just have well, Matt goes missing and Riley goes, I'm gonna go find him. Yeah, and off she goes. So they did add another cat. Obviously, I think they had to because you know the later on down the film. When they get to the you know uh, voice mansion, yeah, you kind of need more people. Yes, otherwise you need kills. You need kills because the way that the film at that point ends, you think, all right, well, you'd need them there to do that. You actually need him for that. Okay, you need this many people, which yeah. is fine. You need but, the kills for the lament configurations. You need a certain yeah. amount. So, and yeah, we're exactly. like the original Julia just kept getting men. She get yeah, many yeah. men. So, yeah, you need the kills. I did. Um, what I did notice that. I did think it was interesting was oh yeah one of my notes was it's the new I like the new concept for the box where I think we said earlier rather than you just solve it you know it it hurts you you know you yes. have to again you have to sacrifice something you are sacrificing yeah. your blood to you know change the configuration but I did notice that in the original film the Cenobites don't grant the boons that was that was new I thought mm. that was interesting whereas each new configuration you can either say right well I will, this is not the one I want, so I'm going to go yeah. sacrifice someone else. This is the one I want. And I thought that was nice. Again, it's it's a hard reboot 
where they're going right well that's we're taking literally the name and the the i you know the the overall concept but then yeah. they went right how can we add stuff so they, they add new lore into this film all the time and it is really good you know we got the notebook the boons the new configurations it was you know i did that was nice it's not over the top additions. It's just sprinkling oh. in bits that help yeah. with the story. Yeah, um, exactly. I was talking about the plot. Like, yeah, she's the recovering addict. And that is the one kind of thing that really, it, it kind of helps with the progressing story of Matt's disappearance because uh, they have a fight. She runs away uh, with the mm. box and blacks out after she solved it. And blacking out, you know, yeah. passing out, she could have taken drugs or whatever. Yeah. So that, that kind of, blends well with the recovering addict story but other than that mm. it's not really focused on for much rest of much more of the film it's only for example yeah. the first act maybe yeah it, the film if you watch it it does really feel like it's kind of a the the first part of the film maybe the first half an hour 45 minutes yeah it's like okay we'll just focus on riley it's like right riley and trevor and nora like trying to find matt they go here, they go there. So all this, all this build up and build up. I will admit, I I, I watched this film in two parts because it was getting to a, a little bit in this first part of this film. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking, okay, not much is happening here. <laughs> and that's yeah. where that's where the issue came in. I was like, right, the first film was only an hour and a half, and they, you know, they're straight in. They give a little bit of a build up, but then it's right. She solves it. Stuff goes mad. Whereas here, it was like, okay, I've got this box. Matt's missing. Where is he? I don't know. Then they, they find a bit of a clue. It's like, okay, well, well where'd you get this from? Oh, I got it from that shipping container. It's like, okay. Yeah, the one that the Trev, Trevor, Trevor like, convinced her to steal because there was going to yeah, be a... Because uh, they rob stuff. A reward. Big payoff. Yeah, hmm. big payoff. And then it's like, oh, when we get this, who's this? Oh, it's... I don't know. It's like, I'll call my guy. It's like, all right. Like, it's like, just come on. just You could, you could literally get there and go, right, who owns this? Roland Voigt. All right, there we go. Off we go. Let's speed it up a bit. Yeah, you could speed up a bit and... So that is one of the that was one of the, the I mean it's not a massive nitpick but they could have made it a little bit quicker is yep. all I'm saying. I agree, I agree. It, it's a tough one with Hellraiser, I think, because everyone when it when we talk about classic slashes, the mm. killers, you go with the Freddy, the Jason, the Michael, the Leatherface, and people add Pinhead to that line. But Pinhead isn't really a slasher. The, the Hellraiser's not even really no, a slasher. He's not. It's it's a very it's a, different type of more of a psychological thriller. Yeah, not psycho. It, it's like Event Horizon. Event Horizon's not a slasher film. No, it's it's a it's a oh yeah. It's weird. It's it's a horror film. Yes, definitely. But it's more of a a, a cerebral mind buggery thing. Yeah, type Pinhead film. doesn't choose to go and just go on a killing spree. No, at all. No, no. It's, well, one of the just films a, he does. It's just because he's an iconic 80s horror not uh, icon. Horror icon. Is it, That's... is it Hellraiser 4 where they just start massacring the town? With the I CD don't know, monster? but I'm generally intrigued oh, to go back and start watching the shitty ones. I now. think it's, I really it's Hellraiser wanna... 4 where they have this big bloodbath in a, in a DJ booth club and they turn the DJ into a Cenobite and he's walking around shooting CDs out of his mouth. What? At that point in time, you, yeah, at that point in time, you sit there going, okay, right. <laughs> I think it's Hellraiser 4. Um, oh, I'll send you, I'll send you a picture of him. It's just, actually, I'm going to find a picture of him for you now. 
The only God, other Hellraiser I've seen in the franchise is Inferno, which came out in 2000 on video, and it's basically like a kind of Groundhog Day. The, some guy who solves the box keeps li- reliving like suffering every day. I He's think. literally called the CD Cenobite. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. Here we go. Let's let's uh, uh, copy image. Let's post them in here for you. Have a look. Oh no, not to them. There you go. The CD Cenobite. Oh boy. Yeah, he's even got CDs in his head. But it it looks so dull. It looks yeah, the so film, the film was dull. Not that good. I mean, as, I, a, as a design, I borrowed the Hellraiser friend during uh, must have been during lockdown or one of the lockdowns where you could you could meet you could like see someone but from yeah. a distance. Yeah. And I met with a uh, a guy I was working on a series with. And I said, "Oh, can I borrow your Hellraiser stuff?" And he went, "Yeah, of course." And he goes, "Yeah, watch one to three. Don't watch four. And I was like, "No, I got to watch them all." And I was I was a bit through four, and I went, "I can see why." <laughs> it's not yeah. good. Folks at home, you want to get into Hellraiser? You're, you've Don't just got into horror. Just watch one and two, maybe yeah. three, and watch this one. That's all you yes. need to do. You had an opinion, a thought. I had an opinion. Yes, a, a thing. So, a thing you were about to say. A thought. A thing. It's a segue going back to our last episode, Terrifier Two. Do go and yeah. check it out. It's yeah. Do go check it out. We discussed the uh, the latest film, the Terrifier sequel. It was again not as good as the original, but it was nice. <sighs> yeah. It's nice. And in the episode, I mentioned that that it's great how the guy who plays Art David. Howard Thornton. I always say his name wrong. I always no, he say doesn't David look... Gordon Green. Yeah. He doesn't look anything like Art the Clown. You know, he can go out and yeah. about because because of the makeup. I know exactly what you're going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. And Damien Leone, as you know, we mentioned during the break, you know, he did a lot of behind the scenes and it's because they they mold a, they put a little like art kind of face over his face apart from his lips. Did you see and that video like, earlier? Yeah. And you I sat saw there going, it. yeah. That's why he looks different because it's not his actual face that we're seeing. It's yeah. a it's a prosthetic uh, mask. It's a whole prosthetic um, mm. head 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 not uh, head cast uh, uh, head setup out of latex. Yeah, I believe it's a silicon latex yeah. one. And you could see at the end of that video he adds in the fake teeth as well to make him look yes. like more like a chatterer. Speaking of have which. you seen his um, have you seen him signing stuff? So uh, he no he went to a comic con. Uh, somewhere in the states dressed as art the clown and they said oh could you sign our our horrible yeah. and he went okay and he signed this thing and it went on and 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 he even signs it even then at the bottom went art the clown and he draws a little clown face and i was like that man That's is cool. properly enjoying his role as art he's um i feel like he's gonna start getting more roles like i can never remember the name he there's a there's a famous Hollywood actor who plays he, he's a very very tall and slim guy and he's oh. specific I know one he plays a character in Pan's Labyrinth he did the he, Slender Man as well I think he was Slender Man he plays very tall very lanky characters doesn't he 
Yes, he would play the character, the the monster in the shape of water. Like he plays. Mm-hmm. Oh God, who who is it? It's going to bother me now. It's going to bother me now. And keep talking, keep talking, Tom. Keep talking. Keep, keep, it's very there. very tall, lad. Oh, oh Doug that? Jones. Doug Jones. There we go. I found him. Yes, that's one. Doug Jones. He he has been around. He was in Hellboy. The other one. Oh yes. So, yep, Abe. Uh, I am in the But the point is, Art the Clown actor David oh. Howard Thornton. I feel like he because he's now going to be Grinch. He's the Grinch oh. in the, that new horror film. Is he? I yes, know that. he is. Oh. He is. So uh, he, I feel like he's going to become one of those actors that you'll see playing different uh, monster parts or non-human parts. I think, yeah, he's... It'll be, it'll be that film that comes out. It'll be a, like a horror film that comes out. And it's like, and David Howard Thornton as Dr. Winston uh, Flower, the heroic man. People are like... No, ah, uh, no, 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 Yeah, I was trying to think of a name. It was like Winston. <laughs> I got a flower in front of me, so it's like flower. You know, people are like no, no. He's the, he's the monster. Get get it right. He's the monster, not Doctor Flower. Doctor it's because I was trying. To, I was about to say Indiana Jones, but I thought no, I can't say that because you know that's already taken. It can be Doctor Melthand. Although, <laughs> if anyone wants to make a character Doctor Winston Flower, all right, you know, you heard it here first. Um, you know, royalties, please. Speaking of actually, the what you were talking about, how they, they would have had Fontan playing Art the Clown, Jamie yeah. Clayton, the actress who plays, uh, oh, uh, not Pinhead, she's not called no. Pinhead, she is labeled as the priest or yeah. priestess, which I like, it's uh, different again, it's a nice little tweak to the original, but it's still Pinhead. Well, I didn't realize Jamie Clayton is a trans woman. Oh, well, I didn't know that either. So we have oh. a trans, uh, I think oh. that's. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, that's awesome. It's, oh, it's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. And she does an incredible I th- role, I feel. I think, I mean, that's a nice little, I think that's a nice little touch because obviously, oh my God, I can't remember who wrote this book. That's uh, Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Yes, Clive Barker. Obviously, when he grew up, you know, he was, you know, he didn't have the best growing up, let's say we say. You know, his yep. backstory, he was around these cultures so I think that's quite nice that they've cast a trans person in that because obviously when he grew up, you know, he was a cool boy. You know, he went through these cultures. It was, you know, that was his life growing up. Oh, that's really cool. And also the priestess is a nice little touch back to the original book, The Hellbound Heart. Yes. Because that is what Pin- that is. A- Pinhead is the nickname. That's the thing. Pinhead yep. was never Clive Barker's name for him. And Clive Barker hated the name Pinhead. He absolutely hates it with the past. Well, he did before he passed away. So I like the fact that they called her the priestess rather than going Pinhead because, you know, it wasn't supposed to be called Pinhead. Is, is my I mean, Necker figure here, folks, for the, the video viewers, my Necker figure of uh, the Hellraiser. I don't know if it... Oh, it is actually labelled Pinhead. Ultimate Pinhead, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's no mention in the original books for a pinhead. It was it was done by it might have been done by the makeup team, because the amount of times they had to put the pins in mm. place, I think they got to the point where like we're just going to call you pinhead. I do think the the priest and the the priest we could say and the priestess. I think yeah. that's a I think that's a cooler title than pinhead because he has yeah. pins in his head. Of course, it's like Leatherface being called Leatherface. Yeah, of course, but. Well, his, I think his official title is the High Priest of Hell, which oh, let's that's face it, so a, dope. Yeah, much better than Pinhead. If you got, you got to be honest. 
So I think they, this is yeah. a really dope figure. Look at that. Yeah, I I must admit I almost bought that the other day. There was a choice between that and my Friday the Thirteenth Part Two one, but you know, Jason's that my one. boy, so I had to get that one. Uh, very very quick side note before we get back into it, I added Friday the Thirteenth Part Four Necker figure to my Christmas list. So fingers oh, crossed. Yes. Anyway, uh, Priest Jamie Hayton. Um, yeah, we have That's two. Cool. I yeah, I think we have two great uh, female actors. Uh, in this we have jamie clayton mm. Payne, the priest and i like she has a fantastic name i've written it down here odessa a mm. i'm gonna butcher this Azion. apologies Azion. Azion. yes plays me, riley so yes. we have a great female protagonist and a great female antagonist although mm. you could kind of class roland as the anta main antagonist i guess uh no i would class him as a secondary one because spoilers he's not dead he is well. I don't know. Actually, oh, we'll get into his mechanism in a minute because I yeah. need to talk about that. Yeah, that is. I must. Have, I saw that, and I again, and it was great. It it invoked like feelings of watching the first one. I was sitting there, and I was just like, oh god, can you imagine having that done to you? That would just be horrible. Yeah. Odessa. It, oh yeah, Odessa Azion. Yeah, yeah. Azion, I believe. Yeah, and I feel like she did a really. I mean, granted, her character was a recovering addict, but I think she did a really good job of portraying. Like, like, like really showing the emphasis on mm. I don't know she was just a full downward spiral the whole film for her character recovering oh, yeah, addict she... loses her brother her brother goes missing she's dealing with still dealing with addictions still through and trying to tr trying to get money I think she's trying she's trying to make money she gets kicked out of a flat yeah. and now she's having to deal with these fucking demons I mean yes. that that that's the icing on the cake <laughs> to anyone she so, has a bad bad like couple of days. Oh, yeah, my brother goes missing back a couple of days, but that that doesn't actually bring back to uh, a new a little uh, segment to what I was going to mention. Yeah, is the set changes that happen when the Cenobites start to change reality. Mm. Oh, they are mm. cool. Yeah in in the original in the original film, they'd open a door and you'd walk through, and it's like you know the doors to hell. Yeah, it's like that. You know, for, again, for back in 1987, you know, that you open the door and it's a CGI, uh, like, uh, not CGI, sorry, um, a screen that they're playing yeah. with, you know, hell on the background. You know, for the time, it looked cool. But it's when Matt goes missing or Riley enters the toilet where she thinks he is, or he goes into the toilet and then vanishes. And you get to see all the tiles, they just start to come apart. Yeah. To reveal here and i just sat there going that is amazing that is really cool and they continue that throughout the film every time the cenobites come to claim one of them hmm. you're sitting there and you can just hear the noise as like something falls away and they turn around like oh that door's gone oh no oh no i'm stuck and you can see the panic in their eyes like i'm now stuck in a long corridor with a cenobite i'm buggered it's a, it's a very seamless transition at times to this this dark, dank labyrinth in my basic, basic mm. labyrinth. Like it's, it's like the maze, the labyrinth maze of hell in Hellraiser Two that Kirsty mm, ends yeah. up in. Very gritty, very grimy, brutal oh, yeah. labyrinth where at any corner there could be a cenobite or chains flying at you. Yeah, it's it's a really yeah. good, really good transitions. Like the the street just opening up to some stairs going down into the labyrinth. Or yeah, yeah, it's I I again, and this is why I. I found myself enjoying this film is they didn't just copy the original. They went, okay, 
let's build upon it. We, the, mm. the groundwork is there. Let's build upon it, and they 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 keep building upon it. Yeah, and it's just it's very well done. It's very well done. I I must admit my <laughs> one of my biggest note was oh, the Chatterer is back, and I was like, yeah, yes, because let's face it, the Chatterer is one of those he's one of those Cenobites that like turns up but doesn't really do much. Just... If I remember rightly, he doesn't actually torture anyone. He just he just sits there. I managed to get. Uh, the list of all the Cenobites that are in this film. There's, qu there's quite a lot in this one compared to the, the original are. one. There's only three. In this one, there's there, a lot. There's a lot, but there's only a couple that you see maybe in a couple of scenes. The rest are more frequent. So yeah. we got the Priest, slash Priestess, which is female yeah. pinhead. We've got the Chatterer, which just said, yep, Chattering classic. Teeth. We've got the Weeper, which That's is the... the crime one, basically. Oh, yeah. She but it, it also looks like it's got, like, it's sort of, not armor, but straight up pieces of flesh sticking out. You've got the yeah. gasp. The gasp it was more. That's, the, play um, that's like the deep throat one. Yes. Played by, um, I can't remember her name. It's an Asian actress. Uh, I should probably. Oh, I have, the, I have the name here. Uh, I've got the names of the actresses. So we have, uh, again, apologies if I butchered this name. Yinka. Bono Runif was the oh, weeper. Here's some butchering going that, on. That's a butcher name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Selena Lowe was the gasp. There you go. Uh, the gasp. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I was only um, noting out because of the fact she was the only Cenobite that looked of a Asian descent. Should we say? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And her throat, yeah, is completely sliced open and wrapped around her head. It's fantastic. Uh, I know. There's the it's great. But... Asphyx. Uh, yes, that's Zachary. Zachary Hing. Which is basically being asphyxiated by what looks like another portion skin. of skin. Yeah. Yep. The, the mask or the mask? The, the... Oh, the mask. Uh, oh. Yeah. Vukasin Jovanik. I'm oh, sorry if I butchered your name. Oh, we're awful. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> we, don't, we don't mean to butcher your names. We do apologize. Um, um, and that one is basically wearing is it's basically a leather face, basically wearing the uh, human face as a mask. And then there's the yeah. mother, which we barely see. Mother. Oh. There is the it's basically a pregnant looking uh, Cenobite. Oh yeah, that one. And we oh. barely see it. The ones that yeah. are really featured the most are the Chatterer, the Weeper, the Gasp, and the Asphyx. We see the mask briefly. It was in the trailer. Mm. Um, I believe it's a scene where Nora has been captured in the lab. I'm just going to yeah. try and pronounce her name again. Apologies. Oh, yeah. her, name oh, is... no. <laughs> her name is Gurika Rigodic. Probably not how I pronounce her name. I do apologize. Gurika Rigod. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's a tough name to pronounce for us uh, stupid. It's a lot Westerners. of. A uh, lot of feel like Eastern European, mm. Scandinavian people in this film, predominantly. From looking at these these names again, which I've probably butchered, I do apologise. You say that. I mean, the the first part of the film, the first scene, is set in is it Serbia? I think it's it's Eastern Europe. I don't know if it's specifically it's Serbia, something like that. Yeah. Whenever anywhere From like that, nurse, Eastern. The... Yes, whenever like that is shown on film, like an Eastern European place, it's always shown like it's just obviously what's going on with ukraine it's shit but it, it, it's always shown like it's been in a war is straight from the cold war it's always shown dark gray and just very quite, 1980s very early 1980s, like, very like you got in hostel 
you know and yeah. to me that's it i put that down on the note in my category of settings slash locations because you already talked we already talked about uh, the labyrinth and we'll probably talk about yep. the mansion eastern europe just terrifies me <laughs> yeah i i never want to go there because i've seen hostel i'm like nope, i've seen hostel too yeah do you yeah. want to go to Serbia? do you want to go to the no <laughs> no i'm good i'm good i'm good um, i'm right I'm not, I'm not getting off this train the but i mean no, I, did, go on. I did think though that this is one of the things that i thought was a bit of a negative this was one of the negative things i had this in the original hellraiser they didn't shy away from you know when they tortured someone they didn't shy away from it they they showed you you know they yeah. showed the hooks going in and the skin getting pulled i mean they do do this in this film in 2022 but it's very watered down incredibly yeah. watered down to the point where like we said at the face start of the film you know joey's you know getting dragged off but you don't see it a lot of the time when they they like with matt you know he's getting tortured but again you don't see it they yeah. cut away they always cut away and it's only i think it's when nora dies that's the first time you yeah, fully see them it. she gets horrifically uh and um voigt's eventual you know yes uh, at the end final fate there's only, there's only about uh, two ch two times in this film that you really see the the cinemites going all right we're gonna fuck you up here we go yeah nora's death time, is really quite graphic it's she's she's brutal she's she's hooked she's changed she's flung up in mid-air and she's completely flayed and yeah. completely decimated but it feels like they focus more on the plot rather than the yeah, violence it, to the brutality of it I, I mean they probably were told like tone it down a bit I mean yeah. you know that's fair enough I mean if they wanted to focus on the plot that's fine but I think you know part of the Hellraiser you know the Hellraiser franchise doesn't shy away from body horror it's probably one of the more mainstream body horror yeah franchises that you're gonna get yeah. um i just felt like you know they probably didn't need to shy away from it it's like it's a hellraiser film the people who are going to go see it probably aware they're going to see some nasty stuff mm. i mean you just got to look at the cenobites and they're like you know half of their design is you know you've got skin missing it's been pulled it's been stuck so, you know. i'm glad i'm glad you went back to the cenobites because yeah like they they're a, they're fantastic designs they're, it, oh, yeah. it's quite a cool uh not i guess it's someone's job but saying right we want to include some new cenobites can you come up with some ways that your flesh can be manipulated to look absolutely yeah. horrific yeah. in a cool costume like way so obviously yes. the uh the weeper and the gasp are new the throat's open going around that's quite a cool you could probably you could probably source uh bdsm places like really serious like bdsm places yeah. for the ideas but the one thing that kind of there's a bit of a downer for me with the cenobites they looked half of them looked too clean and airbrushed. Uh, yeah, I noticed um, that as well. I the had priest, that a little bit. Very specifically, she looked very clean. Doug Bradley, yeah. the original, the original Pinhead, the original Cenobites, they looked really gritty and dirty and like they were monsters, like they were demons. They I, were demons like. I did have that note as well. I must admit, there were, again, with, like you said, with the priestess, yeah. there were a few bits on her her look i was thinking oh is that is that cgi that looks a little bit over the, with obviously the way that they obviously the uh so if we go with you know uh the priest in the yeah. first film it's you can tell it's a costume you know it's got the leather outfits on you know it's very much yeah. leather and bdsm at the time 
Whereas obviously in the new one, it's designed, her skin has been designed to look like the outfit. Mm. And that's a cool design. But there, there were moments when I was looking at it thinking, oh, that looks like that's been post-added in production. They've gone, right, we can't actually work that out. So just like CGI twist it a bit. I think she, you add that, you add that iconic, I guess iconic, I guess the pins are more iconic, but you add that iconic black duster. Yes. The, the duster coat to her. Obviously the priest in the first film, it's the priest in the, uh, I think the Chatteron, I think it's Butterball, it's a Butterball. I think it's Butterball. Oh, the fat one, yeah. The, big, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the greed one. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's all black and, you know, they're, it's black outfits, that's what they're wearing. Whereas in this one, the female, Butterball, uh, the priestess is, it's white. It's a white uniform, this uh, outfit, skin, I don't know, whatever it is. But, they all they all had different colors, I think, which is which was quite nice actually. So you had the priestess was all in white. You had the, uh, oh, what's the not the gasp? Who's the the asphyx? Which one? The was asphyx, like a weird yes. brownie, dirty looking color. Yeah. Um, but what else on my top? I've spilled something on my top. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been doing that, going, oh, what is that? The original, the original yeah. female uh, Cenobite from the first one, she had a very sleek, um, mm. like leather, leather, tall leather jacket on. Yeah. It was kind of, it was very fit into her shape, in a way. Yeah. So it differentiated from Doug Bradley uh, Pinhead's long dro drooping uh, duster jacket. I don't know, just, just, yeah. I, I just like the black. Forget whatever she's gonna wear. The black attire, I think, makes it. It contrasts well with yeah. the light skin. You know, light and dark. Mm. They contrast very well. I think Doug Bradley himself said it was the way that he imagined it was. You know, when you get into the the hell domain, mm. you know, the hell is a it's a prison. You know, if you yeah. go if you go to hell, it's, you're going to get tortured. It's you you know, it's a prison cell. Mm. So he's got you know, um. So the souls are in prison, the maze is the prison, the cenobites are the prison guards, and the high priest is the prison warden. So you know nothing. Yeah. He sees everything, and then you have got Leviathan, which is looking over everything. Leviathan is the prison god. It's like mm. you know, this is my world. I control it. I um, appreciate that the ruler of hell isn't a horned devil, isn't no, a stereotype. It's... it's some entity. Well, that's the thing. They call it Leviathan, and they obviously they the high priest can communicate with it. Yeah. But you never. I mean, it could be there's something inside because you see inside Leviathan. Because in the end of I think it's Hellraiser two, and this one, they're in. Someone is inside there, but you never yeah. see it. In the end, you hear them, but you're still sitting thinking, "Well, what is this thing? What is Leviathan?" Because you never maybe see it. Maybe it's like in Men in Black, where you got that little alien inside control. <laughs> <laughs> just a little demon just controlling it like <gasps> i know <laughs> welcome to my world yeah um i did i did take a note which was uh the priestess isn't really in this film a lot she's only in no. it for about 50 minutes so there's mm. about an hour and 10 where it's it's others which again is a great departure from the original film where you know pinhead was in it all the time he was the one that always communicated with Kirsty because yeah. the other two didn't speak. I think Butter being just literally just went a lot. I mean, he's also the the cover boy. He is, he's is the on cover VHS. Boy. This is a reprint on VHS, folks. This is a ninety one reprint. But I mean, he's two thirds of the uh, 
the cover here. So hmm. there you go. And he's on the back twice with Butterball. There, there's your Butterball. There he is. There he is. Oh, Butterball. And there's Frank at the top there with Julia. Yeah. Oh, there is that. Oh, I must. Admit, I was grossed out when the kissing oh, scene. It's in the, yeah. Yeah, oh. I knew you were going to say. That. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah. If if she, if he's her true love, fair enough. But I was like, oh, no, that's disgusting. Is the fact that she had to snog this this like, slimy skeleton flesh thing? It's caught. It's caught. It's basically a caught. I yeah. so would would have loved to be on set just to go back to that set just to hear the director go right. Here's your scene directions. You got to snog that. She just went. I'm oh, sorry. What? It's like, oh, oh that would be. It's a great. bit sloppy. It's a bit sloppy, but just just get on with it. Oh, that was fantastic. Um, so we we briefly just sprinkled in like the plot and whatnot, but and the story kind of after after Matt's disappearance, it kind of just it, it's a bit drawn out. Yeah, it, it, it's basically down to just trying to work out where Matt's gone, the story mm. behind the box, and basically what's going on with the demons. But they're trying to work it out, and we, yeah. we then end up at the mansion roland's mansion from the beginning and that's where we discover roland which we mentioned earlier he's been hiding there ever since in his secret rooms and whatnot and he has this contraption in him which i had to look this up i couldn't work it out what it was and apparently it's it's twisting his nerve endings because Mm. he sought the pleasurable sensations yeah it's not so much a reward but it seems like it seems like the thing with saw you know you you you'll get your escape but you're going to have to sacrifice some pain to get it. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. When you see that box, it the the it's literally just like a, it's basically like a giant tape recorder. Yeah, it's going through him it, as well through his chest. And all yeah, I think he describes it. It's so he wanted the ultimate sensation, and so Nerves. basically what this device does is literally every five seconds or something, it. It's connected to his nerves and it pulls its nerves all the way yeah. through like that. So he's he's in perpetual pain, and it's yeah. it's an the thing is it's an everlasting pain because he can't die. That's the thing. Yeah. So he's it's... effectively he's immortal with this every five seconds or every second or something. It pulls his nerves through. I mean that would be excruciating pain. Yeah, and and it's in practical effects and they look fantastic. Mm. Oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the the nerves twisting right oh 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 i i did note one of the things i did i get new chat is cool i know we've talked about those i did note that i didn't notice this at first mm. it's the voice house yeah. is a box i didn't notice that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. at the start when you know he looks up and you see like the grate i was like oh cool that's a nice roof but it's only when we get to the the mansion later on and riley she's She's fiddling about with the controls, <clears throat> and the, the get the, the the top of the the house starts to interlock and change. Yeah. And I sat there watching this, going, "It's a it's a box. How did I miss this? It's a lament configuration box. Yeah. He's built a mansion box." And I was, "Oh yes, he's an eccentric, crazy millionaire who is obsessed with this million. box." And yeah. he and he's been living he, in the walls. He's researched it so much that he knows he built this 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 cage around it and whatever the cage is made out of these walls as well inside the house that can stop the Cenobites from entering. And Ooh. it feels like the, you know, the hole at the top, yeah. it, it's like a diamond shape that opens and closes. Yeah. Maybe he even know, he even knew, no, 
he even knew about if he opened it, that's how Leviathan could get in. Yeah. Maybe. I got I, a no go on. I must admit though the mansion is a box thing. I mean it's yeah. done much cooler here. They did do it in another Hellraiser film in space where they basically built a giant lament box in space, but we're not gonna I, we're not gonna I never saw because... I never saw that one. Yeah, don't watch it. Basically no, I'm when, going to. when slashes when slashes go to space, it gets terrible. I mean I mean I'm waiting for the new the new Halloween, which is Michael Myers in space. Coming I mean, he's gonna go there, you know he is. What would that be called? Not not Michael Myers, not um, Halloween in space. What what was a good way to describe space after like a subtitle for Halloween? I mean, so what did, Jay, what did Friday the Oh, Friday the 13th was um, Jason, was Jason X. Because it was the 10th. So film. you could do, I don't know, Michael 3021. Yeah, you could just do uh, the, the the second title a year. Or like, Michael like Space Slasher. Year. There you go. Or just Halloween on board the I, the International Space Station, and it's you just as the as the astronauts are there, you just see Michael float past the window. <laughs> it's like oh there there he is, and then the other window and is even, Jason flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even as he's just slowly floating out of space, he's still faster than you. How's he still he, catching us? He's just <laughs> stuck in orbit. He's just stuck in yeah. orbit, going around. Ooh. All these slashers are going to end up in space, just flying around. <laughs> Just be a little, we'll just have a ring around the earth of slashes. Of slashes, yeah. They just they I, pass each other now and then. How you doing? Ooh, hey. Man, I I'm very much more enticed now to watch these other Hellraiser films. Oh. We were we would tell everyone else to avoid them, but but then we watch I, them. I now want to watch them. I want to experience like how I mean, we experience Halloween Resurrection again. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd never seen that before, so that was exactly. I, exactly. I, yeah. I, didn't think was, I didn't think it was that bad, but. You know, I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen many Halloween films. You're a crazy person. So, yeah, I am a crazy person. <laughs> there you go. I did notice the one thing, though, that I I did think was interesting was when the, the Cenobites are changing reality yeah. know, with the set changes, they're opening up to hell. Can the others actually see this? Or is it just for the intended person? Because I, there's a, I believe there's a bit as well. where... I think it's with Nora. Mm. So they're changing the... Uh, I think it's the bar where they drag Nora in because she's I think she cuts herself yeah and they they start dragging her in but the other two lads are just sort of there and they can't really see what's going on because the walls they change around her and when they look back they, there's the, oh she's gone oh hang on where'd she go and yeah. you would think that that much wouldn't make noise I wonder if they can kind of they can morph reality but make it oblivious to people that you know they're not after at that point. Yeah, I think I I would say it's more down to whoever they're they're dealing with, whoever they're yeah. terrorizing is the one that sees the uh the the otherworldly experiences, mm. shall we say? And no one else can really see that sort of reality. It they yeah. they, they it it can be far fetched. It's like we discussed with terrified too. It can. It, if, you, if, you, if you're going to include some one thing that's far-fetched and completely out of this world, then you can com- include something completely anything else far-fetched. This, they're com- demons from another world. Mm. It could Thank be you. that reason, and you can you can give any reason for it. So, I don't know if it's explained anywhere. Uh, that's my thought on it. But yeah, yeah it's... It, it, you don't have to uh, justify it, really. No, not really. Yeah, it's. Yeah, no. I mean, to be fair, like like we said when we went to see Terrifier too, yeah. you just have to, if you just let yourself go, 
If you just immerse yourself, yeah, you'll have a, you'll have a better time. I did notice that one of my uh, one of my notes was oh cr oh shit pinhead that's pretty nasty I've just realised that's because when that's when they were killing Nora uh, Nora's death was painful to say the least oh yeah that was that was the thing that I must admit I was waiting the whole it's you know that classic um, quote will tear your soul apart you know yeah. that iconic line yeah and there's a you think the priestess is going to say it she goes to say it and then nothing. And yep. I sat there going, oh, I was like, I am so let down right now. It's like, I mean, you could have, I would have let you get away with it. No. I don't even know. I can't remember now if she said, because you've got that line, but you've also got, She's, we have such sights to show. Yes. That's the, yes. So she says that line. Yeah. And then it looks like she's about to say the next, you know, the, we'll tear your soul apart. Yeah. She never says it. She just goes, and that's it. I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> it was so close. <laughs> You're but just, maybe they're saving that for the sequel. I don't know. I think it's been signed off. I think a sequel was signed off. Mm. Because, yeah, I mean, the I'll reason the reason for this film was because of the success of Halloween 2018. And probably Scream 6. Scream, Scream 5. Scream 5, sorry, yes. Well, I mean, Scream well, no. Well, yeah. Scream 5 came out this year. Halloween 2018 I was 2018. Oh, and this start, yes, this started course, in yes. production 2019. And, yeah, I think oh, it was wow. for the success of that. They figured... All right, franchise can come back if we do it right. If we yeah. take a new and new direction with it, I would say, in terms of the the legacy franchises, hmm. for the you know the, the classic ones that's still going, I would probably say this one and Scream Five, probably the two best ones. Yeah, um, Texas Chainsaw certainly didn't. We're never going back there again. We're never going back there again. And the Halloween, I mean Halloween, twenty eighteen. Was good, you know. Yeah. It was a good take. Kills. I don't want to talk about kills again. And ends. Ends is. I think ends is divisive. So, you know, there you go. Um. Anyway, back to this film. Yeah. One thing that was new again was, I believe it's curse. Uh, not curse. No, I'm getting it. Riley. Sorry. Yeah. Riley gets hold of the 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 lament thing. So she gets it off Ronan Voigt, who. I think he basically he gets his seventh wish to be I can't remember, he asked for Leviathan. Yeah. yeah he, Leviathan he... goes Okay, we'll do this. So they, yeah. they unleash his Oh no, sorry. So he asks for I can't remember what he asked for, but basically okay. the Cenobites are so impressed with his like drive or something. They offer him they offer him the chance to become one of them. That was it. Yeah. Basically Towards the end, obviously, we, we go through the plot. Riley doesn't choose the uh, configuration to resurrect her brother. She, no, she chooses, chooses the gift of lament, which is life. basically to live life, life with uh, live her life, but also live with the guilt and loss of her brother. So that's kind of the the you know, the double side, the, either side of the coin. Yeah, the torment itself. Instead of choosing to resurrect, because if she chose to resurrect, there would have been probably even worse repercussions that she would have had to deal with. Uh, probably hmm. even painful ones that like Roland had to deal with, and because of that, that that in theory ended her storyline, but with Roland's, he ended up being a Cenobite at the end. Mm. By the 
he they they took out his um mechanism and then the massive the big hook came anchor. down and yes. literally an anchor grabs him pulls him up and that's a really interesting shot at the, right at the end where he's basically in i don't know limbo or the heavens no, or he's, whatever he's in, in leviathan in, that's he's in thing. he's in leviathan right and he's becoming a Cenobite. His skin has that been ripped was... off. It's it's a great Whoa. transformation. Oh yeah, it. Well, that's what reminds me because that's why I was saying about earlier. You never see what Leviathan is because yeah. you can hear you can hear it, the voice in the background saying, you know, you will become, you know, something else. So you can hear the voice of it, but you never obviously whatever Leviathan is, we're not you know privy to that information right now. But yeah, Roland's transformation. He's he's on that machine thing. Yeah, and you just like yeah, his skin is just like, and just twisting. I again, I sat there just feeling oh, because I, everyone does this. Everyone does this where you you're out and about and you get that little that little cut where you accidentally rip your skin and it is so painful. Yeah, and to have that multiplied is oh, oh. there's you know? a fantastic comic of one of my favorite comic illustrators about that i know you're pointing at your finger and it's that little bit of skin that comes down that you think is just going to keep coming down i know oh, exactly I know what you're talking about. about uh see that's in like i mean i i was working and i i crunched my finger and i was like okay it's not too bad but anytime you get that little cut one. you're just like oh no i think i know the one you're talking about i don't know if i, I want found to see this. it it's exactly it's by artist adam ellis he's uh he's a really cool illustrator um uh, it's not the best I quality. I don't know I'm... why it's not the best quality. I've just sent it to you in Discord chat. Uh, have a look at this. So it's like, <laughs> okay, that's more than what I was thinking. Oh no! Wait, so, it yeah, start, that is. It starts. Sorry, it starts with this one and then ends with the one I've just sent you. So, oh no, it won't do it. Come yeah, on. that. Yeah, that's literally it. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So you've got that little, that little <sighs> bit of skin just by your nail, and you start to pick it, and then it gets worse. It gets worse and worse and worse and worse. <laughs> And then your, yep, skin, your yep. whole skin has come off. Oh. Yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> oh, I hate that. That's the worst. That's the one thing. Every any time I do that to like myself, and you get that little bit of skin. And the thing yeah. is, you always pick at it. Yeah. I don't know. I I always do it. I'm like, oh, it's alright. It won't be too. And then you're like, it keeps. I may as well be a cenobite now. <laughs> may as well be a cenobite. Pass me my razor. Here we go. Let's just get all this off. Pass me my Gra cheese grater. Cheese grater and your sewing needle, so you can sew it all in various ways back to a different. And get get the um get the met metal wire in and. Get get my little hammer. Yeah. There we go. Just get the pins. You'll in. basically oh. be talking like um, those smokers that have to do that no, 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 oh, with yeah. the machine on their throat. <laughs> oh. Um, I have nightmares about that tonight. Oh. A little interesting though. I I. I thought, it was, I thought it was quite clever. Um, the mansion, you're talking about how it's like a box. And it's got the hmm. the trap, it's, it's trap yes. doors, and it's got the, the cage that can move and all the mechanisms. If, it's very, what did I write down? Hang on. Give us the feel of like a really proper like haunted house. It's very isolated. It's in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Traps everywhere. It felt quite similar. I like that as far as the design to, if you've ever seen 13 Ghosts, uh, oh, mid 2000s yes. mansion where there are ghosts inside the mansion 13 of them and yeah. it's been purposefully built to hold yeah. them and only let them if they escape maneuver and move in certain places there's doors that they can't get through there's walls they can't get through yeah. 
And it's a very, I think it was built by a very eccentric person. Yeah. Very similar yeah. to that. I got, I got very f- similar vibes to the 13 Ghost Mansion. Very fun, very fun film. Thirteen Ghosts. Oh, Thirteen Ghosts is great. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to look at that in a future episode. It's yeah, yeah. Now I think I didn't, I didn't connect those two when I watched this. But yeah, it is very Thirteen Ghosts. The only exception is Thirteen Ghosts is pure gloss. Yeah, which you, which we're not going to talk about Thirteen Ghosts, but Thirteen Ghosts you could just see through every single wall that there's a ghost at the other end of the house. He's right over there. I've got time yeah. to get away from him. Um, Who's the ghost? It's like oh. There he is. <laughs> Obviously, this mansion in Horizon is it's a mansion. Uh, yeah, the first ghost one is a basically it's a cube. You couldn't even call it a house. It's just weird. It's just it's a like very a, weird it's design. Like, it's basically like an art installation. Someone went, "I'm going to build yeah. a giant glass house with doors and everything." So you got to like be very careful how you open them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I thought oh. that was that was quite an interesting point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Um. I didn't really write down too much. I think we've covered quite a lot, to be fair. Um, I've got to the end of my notes. I mean, I had a note which was for whom the bell tolls. I think that's just because it reminded me of a bit like Metallica. So <laughs> I just yeah, put that enough. in. <laughs> I'm assuming that some bells were tolling at some point. <laughs> I'm sure we could find so, yeah. one bit in the film there were. One one last bit I did add is that I feel like smaller casts in horror films make for a much more competent and easier to follow horror movie. Yeah. Like we we may have said say like we weren't biggest fans of uh, Nora or maybe even Trevor but they all had their part and it was nice to have a small cast you had them you had Roland you had the um his I, I think she was an assistant like an ex assistant uh, who got yeah. the box and then ended up in the the mental asylum who then got killed there yeah so she um, she yeah she she knew what was going on yeah but she was safe from them because she hadn't cut herself. It yeah, was only which, when Riley yeah. and her argued about it, she cut herself. And that's when she went, ah, because she knew that she, she knew she was fucked at that point. Yeah. And they, yeah, they, that... they, were, they did like some proper cigarette, like burning to her. Oh, that was, that was horrible. Yeah. But yeah, as far as the cast, there's, there's not many other people apart from no. the Cenobites, obviously it, and I feel like it, that really makes for a more competent film. Um, yeah, you could just so. focus your your focus <laughs> onto mm. them. You're not being introduced in Act Two to a new group, to a new people, to a new villain. I was the real villain all along. No, I was the real villain all along. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, it, yeah. The more I would say that, I mean, horror films are are, are very simple. You know, yeah. they're they're super simple, and all that, that that's all they have to be. You know, you. If you think about every single horror film you have, it's literally, okay, right, you have your final girl, final boy, they go somewhere, they're not supposed to, mm. they meet the bad guy, mm. a lot of their friends and family die, they have a final confrontation, they survive. And that is, I mean, every single horror film, that is that is the plot, pretty much. Mm. The only difference is, is they have their quirks. So, uh, Freddy does it in your dreams? Oh, uh, I wouldn't say every. I say your your generic slashes. That's the plot. Because if I think of a horror film yeah. like Cube, that's definitely not the plot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're sorry. Yeah, your generic, your <laughs> yeah. uh, your slasher horrors. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much. But then, yeah. like I said, you have Freddy's dreams. Michael is, you know, never speaks, keeps on going. Yeah. Jason lives in a camp and mm. you know doesn't like people coming on his land. 
So those those are the really the only bits that change. But apart from that, it's pretty much right. You've gone somewhere you shouldn't have done. You found something you shouldn't have done. You've done something you shouldn't have done. Now you're going to pay for it. Pretty much. Yeah. A lot of the time, it's not uh, innocent victims being sought out after without causing any any altercation or interaction to start the events happening. Um, something like Slumber Party Massacre is a different, where oh, yeah. it's literally a serial killer escaping killing innocent people who have no involvement with this killer whatsoever i was going to suggest saw but then i thought no because all of his victims no they're all they're have all, they done all have, something yeah they're They've all, all done something bad yeah. yeah yeah which we uh uh what happened um, there whoa Whoa, what happened there? I thought my internet crashed then. Yeah. Okay, he's uh, back. Oh, that was weird. Everything just literally crashed for a second. Well, we wouldn't be recording if we didn't have tech issues. No, but that was like properly. a double tech issue. Okay, something happened there. Yeah, that was really weird. Everything just went. Mm. All right, Discord. Discord's made a bit funny with us. <laughs> maybe that was a sign. Yeah, maybe, maybe that was a sign, a sign to wrap this up. Discord's gone. Oh, you've had enough. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. But, so, what were your final your final thoughts then on Hellraiser twenty twenty two? What would you think, Jerry, Jerry Springer? My final thoughts. Yeah, um, I think to sum it up perfectly was that yeah, it's not it's not shit, it's not amazing, mm. it's good, it's good, it's okay. I'd recommend it. I'd say, you want to watch a new one horror film? You can watch this perfectly fine. You don't need to know anything about the past Hellraiser films. You no. can start here if you want and then work your way back. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. I think it's. I, was... I think the acting's good from mm. Riley and the priest. The new Cenobites are cool. The mansion's a cool set. The law, the new law into the box is great. Yeah. There's just a few bits that could have been chopped out. Similar to yeah. Terrified Two. There's a few like Terrified Two is a long film. A lot yeah. of that could have been chopped out. So there's just a few oh, yeah, bits in this easy. film that could have also been chopped out. But other than that, competent. Yeah. Competent reboot of a horror franchise. I would agree with that. And I would think that if you have seen <laughs> the first Hellraiser and you haven't seen this one yet, definitely watch this one. But just go into it and just expect you'll... I mean, pretty much when you watch this film, it, all it's, it does is it's it's a nice hard reboot. Yeah. It doesn't stick its finger up at the original. And actually, it'll probably build upon your lore of Hellraiser because let's be honest, they yeah. really crack up the lore in this. And... They don't. They do it in a way that you you watch it thinking, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that could probably happen." Yeah, and I I feel like as well this was more this was definitely catered towards more of a younger uh, a younger horror fan. I yeah. think they'll enjoy this more. Um, like it's shot a hell of a lot more. I want to say professionally than the first one. Like we discussed, the first one it's felt not like a more got, of a TV film. Yeah, it's not got the cinematic. indie film. It, no. it feels like a studio film. A yeah, big it feels, studio film. It feels polished and it feels like there's a lot more money uh, thrown at it, um, which I yes. think a lot more younger audience will appreciate rather than going back to an 80s film. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, good. Good. Just good. There it's we go. Good. good. It's good a film. good film. Um, well done, Hulu. Well done. Speaking of good films, we have a good Ooh. film next week. Oh, we have yes. a great. We have a great oh. film next week. Oh man, I've been waiting all so all year for this. <laughs> yeah, tease, but tease birthday film. We have my yes. birthday film. It's now time for your oh, birthday yes. film. 
my birthday film. We're going to be doing Event Horizon. We oh yes, we are indeed. Looking forward. I have purposely to not watched this film again until now because I I've it's been a while since I saw this, mm. but it is just so good. Oh, it's Fantastic. just a nice, nice space body horror film for you. Oh, yep. Yes, horror in space. It can be done. News can journalist, be done. whoever you are. Mm. <laughs> space so, is terrifying. All right. Space is terrifying. Every part of space is terrifying. Yes. So, till next time, um, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Audible, Podbean, YouTube, all by searching The Dreadcast. Yeah, that's right. Us. Sorry, I'm getting the cough again. I'm talking too much. Where can you find us? You do that. You can find us below on our socials. We are available on... Dying. Oh, you're dying. Okay. (laughs) You can find us on Twitter. Oh, God. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on tiktok you can find i mean you might find us on twitch we haven't been on twitch in a while though but there you go yeah. never mind you can find us on instagram at the underscore dreadcast oh sir, you sir, twitch. teacher i'm putting my hand up yes i'm thinking maybe we could yes. try in the new year for a thir- maybe the first one or so of the new year or no we try for the anniversary stream the anniversary okay. oh, oh, spo- we try a stream just- we try a stream of an anime. I must admit, I was thinking that too. I did think that'd be quite cool. So that's just up in the ether. Okay. It might happen. It might not. If we can get it set up, because uh, we can't have any tech issues, we have to get that set up and we have to get yes. timed right. So that, that we'll my laptop would not cope with that. So that would have to be on a PC. Yeah. So that was just a thought. Just a thought. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you can find, you can find the Dreadcast on Instagram at the underscore Dreadcast. You can find TikTok at The Dreadcast. You can then find me on Twitter at Tainted Souls and on Instagram at Tainted Souls. And you can find us on The Dreadcast Podcast at gmail.com. Send us anything, literally anything. We will read anything. it and reply to it. Anything. We'll read Just it. Sign us up for random stuff. We anything. don't care. Anything. Anything you want. It's all good. It's all good. Except for train tickets to Serbia because we don't want to go there because of Hostel or wherever that's filmed. No, I don't want to do that. No. Is there anything else? I think that's it. I think we got it all. Um, I think that's it. All of our socials are down. You know, they are beneath. Boxing. Yeah, they are beneath. Um, Event nice. Horizon next week. Uh, new trailer breakdown coming soon. Not going to tell you what that is. Just check out on YouTube channel. <laughs> we you have uh, the there is also episode. the newest one. Well, was best you have the episode one of the Mortuary Assistant that is out now as well. Very spooky. Very creepy. Yep, on the Dreadcast plays. There is also uh, the start of our shorts, which are going to come out whenever I clip them. Yep. Just some There's short clips. S- the first one of uh, is being of T's new uh, NECA figures. Yep. There Figure. is a second one as well now. You have the little shorts, which is available right now from little some little scary moments from the Mortuary Assistant. Do check that out. It's literally mm. about a minute, so you've only got to give it a minute. Oh, you, you need the thumbnail for that then. No, I did that already. Oh, I basically okay. did. I I took your mortuary, the the very nice mortuary assistant one, and I went on Canva and I basically put a bit of tape over the dreadcast, the plays bit, and put the dreadcast super scary moments. Lovely, lovely. And that's about as far as my editing skills go. That's why I do the design in it. Yes. <laughs> All right then, let's get out of it. Until next time, yeah. folks. Stay creepy.